and welcome to Business Without Bullshit. I'm Philippa Sturt and alongside me is my co-host Amelia Hook. Hi Amelia. Hello. And welcome to our LA London business special. Amelia and I are off to LA next week to, amongst other things, join London and partners in celebrating existing and future collaborations between the two great cities, London and LA. And to that end, we're joined by London and partner, Vice President of Business Development, very fancy, in LA, Mr. James Cummings. Hi, James. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Pippa. Hi, Amelia. Lovely to be here. Thank you so much. I'm pretty thrilled to be here. It's exciting. Well, we are thrilled to have you. We tend to start our podcast with a standard question, which is, James, what's keeping you up at night at the moment? That's a good question. You, you mean apart from the excitement of the Burry Club team coming up to LA next week? Obviously. <laughs> of course. That's a given. Lots of sleepless nights about that one, obviously. Well, I do think, like, you know, especially after the last couple of years, what did keep me up at night, really, was will people continue to go and live and work all around the world? Because whilst virtual is great, and look, we're doing this virtually, it's brilliant. You know, I, I do think the ideas are conceived and creativity is at its most effective, really. And growth happens when people really get together. So I really hope that that continues to happen. You know, I'm not sure it's keeping me up at night because I think people are back to traveling and to talking to each other in person. But let's not forget how wonderful it is to to go and explore new places, to explore new ideas, to meet new people. I think that's really important because, well, not just selfishly, because my job is trying to make that happen. But I do think that's how new ideas are born and conceived. So it's not keeping me up as much at night as it was maybe a year or so ago, a couple of years ago. But I do think it's really important that that we don't forget that. So I'm really pleased that that you're coming out because I think that's what makes the world tick. It makes it go around. And we want to do more of that. Absolutely. So so you're part of London and Partners. I suppose the clue is in the name. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what, what LMP do and why the hell you're in LA? Other than for the sun. Yeah, it, it's pretty sunny out here. I mean, I, I do miss the seasons and stuff, but it is nice out here. But London and Partners, we're, we're the business growth and destination agency for London. So we, we showcase London and London's creative energy around the world. So I'm based in LA. And I have a dual role, really. I work to provide free and confidential support to international companies, especially from the US, that are looking to expand into London, to help them understand the opportunity in London, to work with Eric Clark, to help them set up and grow in London. And then increasingly, actually, we also work with London-based scale-ups as they explore the opportunity over here in the US and around the world as well. And we do a number of other things, London partners, to promote London around the world. We're part-funded by the Greater London Authority in the Mayor's Office. We work very closely with our partners, like Eric Clark, but we're really trying to promote London around the world. And when people come to you and say, why should I set up in London? What do you tell them? Well, it's interesting because I think London is a brilliant city, partly because we have all this support to bring companies over here. And I think lots of the fundamentals around London are really brilliant. You know, it's a, it's a city full of creative energy, much like LA, actually. So we can talk about the differences and similarities between LA, but that's definitely one of them. I think the talent in London, the fact that you have so many decisions makers in London, the fact that you have so many industries, and I think the diversity of people and industries means that people get together, new ideas are formed, and that creative energy really comes together to help the companies wherever they're from around the world, you know, really build a substantive and resilient presence in London. 
what do you think the similarities are between London and LA? I mean, I'm not new in the media by being to LA, and I think you know if if you first if you come to LA for the first time, it's, it can be challenging to see the similarities, right? Because the weather is different. I mean, it feels like a film set. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? Yeah. I think some of the names do. Sunset Boulevard or, yeah. Rodeo Drive. <laughs> Rodeo Drive. I feel like a Kardashian yeah. for the day or something. <laughs> but also, like, every time you go to, like, um, a bar or a restaurant, you go to the Palm or something and you're like, yeah, I've seen this in about 12 different movies. And that doesn't get old, really, I don't think. But I think London feels like that sometimes. London's always so buzzy and, and you know, people walking down the street, that's the difference, right? People don't walk as much here. They're driving everywhere, you know, there are different centres of LA. So that, that's something where we're a little different. I think the weather, the ease of getting around, the history a little bit. But, you know, there are lots of similarities. Do you see the similarities as well when, when you come over here? Do you get a sense that London and LA are similar cities? I don't know. I, I haven't really been to LA in a business context. I think I'll know once I have. So maybe I'll pass this one over to Amelia. I think the buildings, everything in London feels like quintessentially British, right? Like no matter where you are, like an old school bank, like it feels very, you know, you look at the the tourist thing of London, red buses, like London skyline, it's looked the same for however long. I don't think LA has that, but people-wise, I think super creative, super vibrant, loads going on. Accessibility, I think, is probably the biggest difference. Like, London mm. is just very easy to get around, period, right? Like, you can... There aren't many cities that are that easy. I guess it's kind of small, really, too. But LA is a nightmare to get around. Like you say, it's sort of split up into places. And if you don't drive or... But it has got that kind of iconic skyline. Like, you see a picture of LA taken from the hills. Yeah, looking, looking down, down into LA and you know exactly where it is. Yeah. And it's the same with London. You see yeah, a photo true. of London, you kind of know it's London. So yeah, no, I think I think I think people-wise very very similar. Maybe less carbs. <laughs> yeah. That's it. A bit more matcha latte in LA. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the bit of LA I haven't embraced quite so readily <laughs> as everything else, but I think you're totally right on the people, that creative energy and I think the diversity of people as well, you know, the different languages spoken and the fact that you have all these people from around the world coming together in one place. I think that from a business perspective as well, that's really critical in making, I think London, I think at the core of London and LA is similar. I think it's because of the diversity of people really. So tell us what's happening next week. You're bringing a load of businesses from London over to LA, is that right? That's right. So we have our Grow London Global Programme which finds London's most exciting scale-up companies across the sectors with which we work. And then we do a load of programming with them in London. But part of the work that we do is to bring these groups of London companies out to, in this case, Southern California. So we've got 15 very exciting London health tech companies, especially digital health and medtech companies, coming out to LA and Orange County and San Diego. And we're putting them in front of a lot of corporates, a lot of pharma companies, a some hospital groups, we're going to do a big reception in LA to celebrate really the links between London and LA. And I'm really grateful that Eric Bach for coming over. I know Amelia, it was brilliant having Amelia over last time we did this back in June when we, uh, when we had a lot of creative tech companies from London come over and we met with some of the studios. We did a session at City also. So thank you, Eric Bach for supporting all this London and LA 
collaboration. Yeah, it was, it was great fun. It's, I mean, as an accountant, being a part of a load of creative businesses is pretty cool. Uh, it seemed like AI, you couldn't have a single meeting without someone doing, you know, something in AI, which was, uh, well, I think that's typical everywhere. Like London Tech Week was the same, but no, it was great. It's great to see uh, your side of it. Obviously, we big up London, so it was nice to see the flip side um, and see how it works out there. I mean, London's supposed to be the big centre for AI, isn't it? I'm assuming the US and the the West Coast in particular is quite big in those kind of creative AI technologies. It is, yeah. I mean, it's great that you're seeing London Tech Week as well, and we're seeing it here, you know, really changing how all industries really think about the future and think about innovation, I guess. But it feels like London's a real centre for that as well, and that's what we talked about over here. The, and you must see this a lot with with your clients, that London is a place where new ideas are really... I don't know, formulated and, and taken to market. I mean, it, it feels like London is the place to do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And this is this is probably where we have to, as Andy would say, big up <laughs> uh, Metaphysic, which is one of our clients who do a lot of lot in the AI space and a lot in... They did a deep fake of somebody. Who was it? Was Tom it Tom Cruise? Cruise? Yeah. That was just genuinely astonishing in terms of the similarity to reality as it were. And I mean, I suppose Tom Cruise is kind of larger than life anyway. So, but, you know, it's quite exciting field actually in terms of what could happen in the next sort of five years or so. Yeah. And it was brilliant that Metaphysic joined that group of London companies that came over and met the studios and, and all these different people in LA. And there was a real buzz about Metaphysic over here, actually. I think they really, they built something pretty special. And they were on America's Got Talent, right? So I guess people had already sort of seen them um, over there anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty big show, right? I mean, that's, if you're going to hit any show, might as well be that one. Made Simon Cowell do, like, opera singing. Yeah. <laughs> James, how did you end up where you are, personally? Because, you know, you're now working for LMP in LA. What was the journey that took you to there? Do you want my backstory? I mean, I mean, not not 15 hours worth, okay? But, yeah, a little bit. I was born. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in London, does that help? But I, I did my master's degree in London studies, and it was a history degree at University of London at Birkbeck. That sounds amazing. It was fun. And I met my wife there, who was from L.A., and she, she was meant to be here in London for a year, but ended up staying six years. So then we came back to L.A., and I was working at the British Consulate in LA, and then opened up the London Apartments office here uh, in 2016. So, and maybe found the one job in LA that is perhaps somewhat relevant to a master's degree in London studies, because <laughs> there can't be too many jobs in LA where London studies comes into it, really. That sounds like an amazing degree, though. Like, what did you just spend loads of time at the Museum of London? We did spend a bit of time at the Museum of London. Yeah, it, it was a fun degree, I guess. See what you enjoy. And that was what I enjoyed. All jokes aside, that must really help you in the space that you're in. I actually didn't realise you'd done, you'd done that at uni, so it helps. I mean, I'm not sure. I feel like having a Brit in LA that knows, that knows London makes everything seem so much more credible to give a bit of flavour of how, how London is. I think that really works. I hope so. But I think it's one of those things, like the more you know, the more you realise there's so much more to learn especially in a city like London. I mean, I was back a few weeks ago and just seeing how much Battersea has changed, you know, how buzzy Peckham is, how much King's Cross, Paddington, Stratford has changed, the Elizabeth Line. I mean, it's just incredible that London has been able to deliver these unbelievable projects that have transformed huge swathes of London. So 
I think, it, it, you know, the way that London changes is so exciting. And you see that in other cities as well. What's LMP's kind of long-term goal in all these places, in LA and reaching out to different areas in the world? Yeah, well, our, and we have offices around the world in India, China, France, Germany, and five small offices in North America. And we have this mission to create growth that's inclusive and sustainable and resilient. So I think that drives lots of how we operate and what we do and how we're trying to, to bring growth and prosperity to London. And actually, I think also to the cities in which we live and work. And, you know, I do a lot of work in Austin and, and Denver and LA and Southern California. So I think that rings true. If we can bring that resilient, sustainable, inclusive growth to those cities as well, I think that's really important. And, and that's why we love working with, you know, partners like Uri Club because I think you're aligned with what we do in that way. But you, I mean, I think you're building long-term relationships yep. over here and in the US as well. And it's really brilliant to see you coming out again and again. And you've got colleagues coming to the rest of the US as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think where everybody's going. And Canada, US, Canada, Austin. Yeah, Austin, Chicago. Yeah, Seattle, I think someone's going to see. Yeah, I think yeah, so. all over the place, basically. But I think we might have drawn the... The long straw. Provided we get the sun, this will be my third time in LA this year and I almost don't want to say it out loud. Don't say it. Don't <laughs> okay, say it. I won't. Okay, <laughs> but you can read between the lines. James, what are the, what are the challenges for you guys in doing that, in, in reaching that goal of sustainable long-term growth? How, how do we do it or how do you guys do it? Uh, I think some of the challenges are, it, you know, there, there's a perception of, of the UK, I think, right, that the food is bad and the, the Royal Farm family is like what they care about over here. And people know the Premier League over here a lot. So people think about the food and they think about soccer and they think about the Royal family. And I don't know if those are good or bad things because the food has changed. So people get a real shock when they come to London. I think that that perception of London, part of our job is to change it. You know, I think Brexit was interesting because, you know, how did that change the perception of London and the UK? But I do think it goes back to the fundamentals, the cause, right? The core reasons why people want to be in London because it's vibrant, because it's creative, because it's diverse, because you can get things done, you can do business, you can travel to the rest of the world from London. The English language, like Amelia said, I think, you know, there are some challenges, but I think fundamentally, you know, the core reasons why London for 2000 years has been a pretty successful center for innovation and creativity, those still stay in place. And that's pretty cool, really. So we do have challenges, but I think there are lots of opportunities as well. I mean, when you say American companies or people come over to London, do you feel that their perceptions of what the UK change once they're over there and spend a bit of time there? I think people have a different perception of London to the UK as a whole. And I, I'm not sure that they would be that wrong. I mean, uh, my family all live near Swindon. So like, <laughs> you know... I'm not sure they'd be that wrong if they went out of London and said that the food was bad and that people are just concerned with football and the royal family. They might have a point, particularly, you know, in the home counties or whatever. But but I think London is very different. I think, it, you know, it's always been that kind of immigrant city. You know, okay, boats don't come up the river anymore, really. You know, there are different ways in which trade comes to London and which... People do things in London compared to 100 or 200 years ago, but it's still one of those cities where people want to come and where there are lots of people from all sorts of different places. I agree. I think lots of people want to be in London and it's very 
easy, although people that are trying to get rent, I'm sure would disagree, but you know, it's quite a close, a close city. Like I said earlier, it's easy to get around. That's obviously quite different. It must be a quite different way of life in LA. Like as obviously COVID happened, did did people are people back in the offices? Are people together? Like it's like we've said, it's quite creative and quite together. That's def- there's definitely a sense of everyone sort of all go- going back to the office and stuff like that here being together. But I feel like it's kind of easier because we're closer. LA, like it can take you what over an hour to drive a couple of miles. Like if people just thought, sod that, we're not going back to the office, we'll give it up. <laughs> I think you know people are back in LA in the same way. They are back in offices, but. I think you're right, Amelia. I think people, you know, it can be difficult to get around, but people still want to get together. So people are still going back into offices. They are, you know, the studios are, are back. You know, people are meeting up for events and receptions. People are going to restaurants, checking out new areas of LA. And I do think people, you know, are, are looking at those new restaurants or looking to get together or looking to to build relationships. So that that is happening, I think, in different ways. And there's so much infrastructure being built in LA. It's another city that's transforming. You know, there's all these new rail lines being built. I didn't have a car for like five years because you can get around in LA without a car. You know, you have to think about it a little bit more than you would in London, say, but it is possible. And LA as well, you know, we're, we're getting the World Cup. We're getting the Olympics are coming to LA. Uh, we've got all these massive events coming to LA. So that's... It's an exciting time to be in LA as well. I'm just thinking about the poor Angelinos coming to London, hiring a car, and then discovering they have to park it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I only learned to drive when I moved to LA, and I can't imagine driving in London now. I can only drive down big, straight, long boulevard. No roundabouts. Can you park? Can you parallel park? Are you sure? Yes, yeah, I think so. You'll find out when you come and drive, we'll drive around LA together and then, you know, you can be my We'll test you, we'll hit the dashboard and then you have to park. (laughs) Yeah, it's It's like a test. Yeah. Having done this for, what? when did you say you joined LMP? 2016? Yeah. So you're a veteran, really. Yeah, thank you, I think. (laughs) (laughs) What's your biggest fuck up? Has there ever been a kind of key mistake that you kind of learnt from nevertheless? Well, that's a good question. You you know what, maybe it's an ongoing fuck up that I have, but I, I don't drink tea. And I think, you know, when you're with American clients, they really want you to be drinking tea. And so I've been to like meetings where they've, brought in a big tea, you know, they've, they've bought different kinds of tea, they've made a big splash, they've spent money bringing big tea sets, and I just don't drink tea, and I think I need to learn, to, and, you know, sometimes you just have to grin and bear it, but I do think, you know, American can be so kind and thoughtful, and they're trying to think about, you know, how they can embrace your culture and help you and do nice things for you, and I think that's a wonderful thing about the U.S., so I don't know if it's a, a fuck up, but I do think I need to learn to drink tea because people are really disappointed over here when I don't drink tea. Learn to fit the stereotype. Yeah. You, <laughs> do you need to be more British? You need to carry a fulled umbrella and wear a bowler hat. Totally. I need to embrace my like Mary Poppins Britishness or something. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Business Without Bullshit is brought to you by Ori Clark, straight-talking financial and legal advice since 1935. You can find us at oriclark.com. Another thing I'm quite curious about is, and I guess it's a bit different now with Biden, back in the last couple of years when Trump had that kind of very visible feud with Sadiq Khan, 
you know, there was that whole thing about you can't go to various areas of London without getting shot or stabbed or without, you know, seeing several cars on fire and that kind of thing. It's, you know, the people of London are rioting. Were people in Southern California really believing that stuff or was it just all taken with a pinch of salt? I think it makes Sadiq Khan a bit of a hero over here. I don't think most Americans can name the mayor of their own city, but I think lots of people did then know who Sadiq Khan was who he is. And I remember, you know, he came and gave a keynote speech at South by Southwest, which is a big kind of creative and tech conference in Boston and Texas. And he got a massive standing ovation. You know, we did a party for him at the Capitol Factory, which is a center of innovation in Austin. And it was, he was really well received, you know, talking a bit about, well, he was talking about technology and he was talking about sustainability. And now, of course, he's chair of the C40 group of mayors looking at, you know, what cities can do to transition to net zero economies. And the previous mayor of LA, Megar City, was previous chair of the C40. So again, quite a few similarities between LA and London in in that space as well. Uh, And then the mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, came over to LA last year. And again, really well received. He went to the LA Accelerator. He we did a number of things, uh, activities with him here in LA. And I think he, he is well received over here because they recognize what he's trying to do on issues that are important to Angelinos and Londoners, like air quality and like sustainability and gender equity and all the issues that are important to him, I think are important over here in LA as well. So, are electric vehicles a big thing? Yeah. I bought an EV when I eventually bought a car. They're so geared up for it, though. I was I was actually shocked, to be honest. Like, how frequent we see petrol garages is how frequent you see EV charging with 30, 40 bays. Just, you know, you can go in, charge it. Here, it's just not, you don't, you know, there was, I actually read an article on the, on the way into London today, and there was people literally having physical fights over, you know, they've queued for an hour and a half at a service station mm. for a, a, a charging thing. And they were saying it's just ridiculous. Like, they're, they're big big on electric vehicles here but we don't have the the charging whereas I mean I don't think I got in a single Uber in LA that wasn't an electric vehicle again it's very different because it's shorter drives every you know like you say everyone drives in LA so you might only be going two or three miles that's perfect for an electric vehicle here where you can drive a little bit further you don't necessarily need it, need it in a city I mean I don't know that much about electric cars but I don't think you can exactly drive hundreds and hundreds of miles on yeah, electricity you can, drive pretty far. can you yeah. oh bloody hell my sister lives in Wiltshire and they've just got got an electric car and they can drive from Wiltshire to Cambridge and back without charging it now I'm gonna show my ignorance I don't know how far that is a long way <laughs> okay thanks <laughs> I mean, the technology, I think, has moved on a lot. But it's just interesting because, again, I think it's probably our preconceived ideas. But you kind of, when you think of the US and of Southern California in particular, you think of cars and petrol and, you know, people driving everywhere and and everybody obsessed with their cars. That's true. But, you know, I think, like, not everyone in LA can afford, like, a car. You know, your families, you can't afford two vehicles. So they do have to get around and... LA is building lots of infrastructure. You know, I go on the Elizabeth line and I'm blessed, like amazing things transform London and LA, it's, it's slower because, you know, you're dealing with 88 different cities and sometimes Beverly Hills don't want to play ball as much because they don't want as much public transport infrastructure on their streets as somewhere like Santa Monica. So it's challenging here because it's, it's kind of quite fractured and you have all these different cities and you have the county. LA is a city, it's a county. 
It'd be, I think, the 17th largest economy in the world, you know, bigger than Saudi Arabia's economy. And there's a lot going on here. And, and there are lots of really interesting EV companies here as well. Lots of very flashy ones. They're good to check out as well when you come over. We'll have to take you to visit some cool EV factories. There is a lot to do in the week, but we're really going to have to like shoehorn it in. Yeah. Um, James, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? That's another good question. Can I give it to my wife who said, why don't we go and live in LA? (laughs) Uh, I was born and brought up in London. I did that master's degree in London studies. It wasn't like I was naturally going to move to LA, but it, it, it has been so enjoyable and so interesting. And I do think there are tougher jobs in the world than just talking about LA and London all day. So I think my life's probably very different from that advice, really. So I think that was good advice. You have to be a salesman though, right? I mean, that must be being... To a point, but London and LA talk for themselves, right? Like everyone knows, fair enough, you might have a preconceived idea. Like, you know, you might think the food shit or you might think that all we care about is the royal family, but, or drink tea in your case, James, that you I don't mean, like. I, that is all I do. <laughs> <laughs> But I do think that both of them, whether it's because we've seen it in the films or whatever, a lot, everybody, whether you've been or not, everyone knows LA and knows where it is. Everyone knows London and knows where it is. So you, the, the bit where you, you kind of need to say it's really cool because I personally think that bit's done. And then it's the more nitty gritty of the industry they're in, how it works, the similarities, obviously, or, or, you know, differences, I guess, and challenges depending on where it is. But I think that initial, oh, have you thought about London? London would be real, or, you know, same as LA. LA's got the sun and palm trees and London's got Big Ben. (laughs) (laughs) I I think London's got more than just Big Big Ben. Ben. (laughs) I I was a bit worried the media was talking me out of a job just then, like LA and London talking themselves. They don't need people like me, you know. But I think she talked me back into a job. But I do think that's another, on the business side, that's another point. Because I think we've spoken a lot about LA as like Hollywood. And I, and I think that's a bit like saying London is the city and just financial services. And I think LA, you know, it's a massive clean tech sustainability hub. And, you know, it's one of the biggest ports. So all that trade coming from Asia comes through LA and it's the biggest apparel manufacturing hub. And it's a massive healthcare and life sciences hub. And it's the, it's the center of the aerospace industry where NASA have their jet propulsion lab here. So, and there's all that convergence across different industries. I mean, LA graduates more engineers than any other US city. So there's all this, all these other things happening in, in LA that isn't just Hollywood. But, uh, but I think that creativity that Hollywood brings, I don't know, influences everyone maybe, uh, so I'm just trying to talk myself back into a job after Amelia took me out of it, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you managed it, to be fair. Oh, good. So we've done the best piece of advice. What's the worst piece of advice you've ever been given? Another good question. I think maybe don't do that master's in London studies uh, because, you know, it's not exactly something that leads straight to a job. But uh, in the end, it worked out okay, I think. I mean, don't you think it's good to do something you enjoy? I always feel like one ever like really enjoys their work. No, I think I think it's you you what you spend most of your most of your life working, right? Definitely most of your days for sure. So you've got you have got to enjoy it. Sounds like you've got a lot to thank to your wife, James. So <laughs> she got you to go to LA. You did you did your degree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she's listening. Yes, yes, yes. I definitely agree with that. <laughs> right <laughs> answer. She's always right. She was right as usual. And if I'm a, a growing company in the UK and I'm thinking about 
or in London, and I'm thinking about spreading my wings a bit and looking at looking at the US. Are you the person to talk to about that? Yeah, yeah. And you, I mean, you're helping us with our, our Grow London Global program, which is to help London-based companies explore the opportunity and be ready to explore and exploit the opportunity, not just in LA, but around the world as well. So we're bringing all different types of groups of London companies over to the US and, and elsewhere around the world. So grow.london is the website. This brings us to our absolutely favourite part of the show, James. The business or bullshit quiz. DQ the music. This is where we'll list a bunch of terms and phrases typically used in business. And all you have to do, James, is tell us if you think it's business or bullshit. Okay, let's go. Very simple. You can expand on any of your answers if you feel it needs expansion. So are you ready? Ready. Office spaces in the metaverse. I'll say bullshit because I haven't seen it work really well and I think it is so important for people to get together. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, okay, Twitter. That should really say X. Now we should just put yeah. a big black X through it. I'm still on it, but I would say bullshit because it's changing so much. Um, oh, I seem to be getting all of these. Virtual reality meetings. I'll, I'll go with business because if it helps, people get together. That's good. Silicon Valley. Business. It's still so important, right? Is it still really important? Is it, you know, because, again, that's one of the things we all think of when we think of California, but is it still a thing? Yeah, definitely. I think it'll always be a thing. Like, look all the money being raised there. And I think what's interesting in California is but you've got all this, you've got, like, a real convergence between LA and Silicon Valley. So you've seen some of the big tech companies come down here to tap into the entertainment and media industry down here and likewise so cool <laughs> paying disproportionately large amounts of money for top talent care to expand on that i mean do i need to explain it no i mean there's lots of talent out there in the world yeah yeah which we don't tap into all the time right fine self-actualization that's so californian yes <laughs> That might even be too California for me. I don't know. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm with you. <laughs> what about you? I'd like to not actualize myself if I can possibly help it. <laughs> MBAs. I haven't got one. Bull bullshit. We slightly judge our guests on what their answer is to that one. Because I think we think it's pretty bullshit. Yeah, I'm with you. Work-life balance. Business. Getting quite Californian, really. Mandatory hour-long lunch breaks. Cool. I, I quite, uh, I'm quite business about that idea. Although uh, it's probably never going to happen, is it? It's, it's business. I like that. I think we should. What's the culture like in um, in California? Do people take lunch breaks in that kind of right? I'm off to have my lunch way. I, I think they go on network over lunch. You know, you might have a lunch with a client or or someone you work with. So I. I think it is a big part of the culture. Like breakfast is a part of the culture. Like lunch is a part of the culture. Coffee is a part of the culture. You know, we did get together in a conference room or something, but isn't it much nicer to get together over lunch or a coffee or or tea? Not in my case, but or wine. You know, yeah, don't make wine. me drink coffee. That's that's not going to work. They drink less here. That's the difference between oh, really? London and LA. I think. Okay. Uh, unicorns. Uh, business. Venture capital. 
business if it's done yeah. in the right way? Yeah, I think it has to be done in the right way. Oh my God. So on, on the wine, drinking at lunch. Oh, I, I think this there's a part of me that will always be from London and I'll say business. Uh, philanthropy. Business. Personality type tests. I think by that we mean kind of Myers-Briggs, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, I don't pay too much attention to them. I'm gonna say bullshit. I think it's important to have a balanced team and everything, but I don't know, do you want to like put people in that box? I don't know. I agree. Uh, investment TV shows. Bullshit. I mean, I don't really like them, but they are a big thing here. Christmas ads or Super Bowl ads. Ooh, uh, Christmas is very different here, so I'm gonna say, wait, this isn't a business or bullshit, is it? This isn't and or. Yeah, yeah, are they business or bullshit? Oh, uh, uh, business, business. Everyone's so excited. People get, half the country gets excited about the Super Bowl, half the country gets excited about the ads during the Super Bowl, I agree. Um, personal trainers. Ah, bullshit. Family dynasties. Uh, you have to be a bit careful given the Uri's. Ah, <laughs> uh, business, business, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Chat GPT is the last one. Uh, business. I, haven't tr I still haven't really tried it out. I haven't fully committed to it, but a few people that I've met are big on it. And I think they, everyone raves about it. Just to start that idea, just to start the email, to start something, you know, they, they're really big on it, but I haven't fully committed. I keep saying I will, but. Are you worried that it'll do you out of a job? <laughs> maybe, maybe. It's more likely to do lawyers out of a job than accountants. I think the accountants are safe. James, this is where we give you 30 seconds to pitch whatever you'd like, whether that's London or LA or whatever. So go for it. Well, I think London and LA are two fantastic cities. They're both growing. They're brilliant. Come and visit us if you're from London. Join our Growing London Global program. Come with Amelia and Pippa out to LA and Orange County and San Diego. And if you're in Los Angeles, come and talk to us. Come and join. We've got a WhatsApp group, a Global Good News uh, WhatsApp group. So talk to us, join our innovation fellowship, come and set up in London, work with us and Uri Club to do it and see you in LA soon. Come and join. We've got a big reception actually next week in Calder City in LA. So come and join us for that. Fantastic. Thank you, James. So there you have it. Thank you to Dee and thank you to Amelia. Thank you. Who's, is this your first podcast? It's my first one. On her first ever podcast. And thank you to James. And that was our special episode of Business Without Bullshit on London and LA. So if you're in LA next week, we will see you there. Until then, it's ciao.